release, 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 release. Hi everyone, this is Hermes of Alpha Beta Consulting here with your weekly hewing message, helping you to improve your human effectiveness at work. I want to talk to you this week about that whole process of releasing, releasing to commit. In the religious tradition that I come from, at the beginning of the marriage ceremony, after the priest has done the introduction, he or she turns his or her attention to the couple to be married for the declaration of consent. Included in the declaration of consent is a question as to the willingness of the bride and the groom to forsake all others. It is only after they have each given their consent and expressed their intention, their willingness, that the priest continues. In the introduction that precedes the declaration of consent, the priest reminds all gathered that marriage must not be entered into carelessly, selfishly, or wantonly, but responsibly, honestly, and after serious thought and prayer. Last week's piece, I do, focused on commitment. In this week's piece, I intend to continue in that vein, focusing now not only on the act of commitment, but more so on what is required for commitment to take place. I pose it that release is a necessary precursor to commitment. Commitment is founded upon release. I ask a simple question. Who can commit to anything without first releasing something? Seems a bit self-contradictory. Well, let's see. My friends, even if it's as simple as scheduling an appointment, must you not release the free time that you currently have in order to commit to the time of the appointment? For an act as simple as scheduling an appointment, you must first forsake the free time. You must first forsake all other pulls or demands on your time. Let's use another analogy. If you propose to increase your savings, you must forsake spending. In the study of economics, I learned that saving is income not spent or deferred consumption. Wouldn't you say that that involves a form of release? You must release or forsake all other pulls on your income in the now in order to commit to a higher level of saving as you work your way towards the purchase 
of the good or service that you desire. There are many other examples. I'm sure you can think of some yourself. And after having done it, I'm sure you too will realize that commitment is impossible without release. As I say this, I'm reminded of Newton's third law. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. This law is founded on the principle that forces always come in pairs. So, consider the one force, the release, and the other force, the commitment. Physics aficionados, please bear with me. So now that we've established that release is a precursor to commitment, how do we commit? Before I move forward, let me point out that release, without release, there is no commitment. You fool yourself if you haven't released. I advance that if you haven't released, then you haven't committed either, or at best, your commitment is impaired. Yes? So, back to the question. How do you commit? It's at this point that I return to the introduction, the preamble that precedes the declaration of consent. Remember, we are told that marriage is not to be entered into carelessly, selfishly, or wantonly, but responsibly, honestly, and after serious thought and prayer. This serious thought and prayer must influence how you move forward into your commitment. If you're not one for prayer, well then, reflection. Whatever you call it, the process, not the act, yields guidance on the way forward. As you commit, be it to a higher level of service, a higher level of activity, new phases in your path, you will need to enter that only after serious thought and prayer or reflection. You will observe that I refer to prayer or reflection as a process and not an action. Well, that's just what it is. It is a process. It will take time. It will even involve multiple steps. It cannot be undertaken in a single sitting. If that's the case, it is also a process that necessarily involves patience. The outcome, the guidance, will not manifest itself right away. So you have to be prepared to wait, to employ patience. You could consider this as preparing you for the commitment for helping you to understand the release that is required. For to wait means that you must release your preference or desire for a result in the now in order to take hold of the period of waiting. I offer you these thoughts, friends, as we begin to wrap up another year. I encourage you to begin your process of prayer or reflection now. Remember, you will have to wait for the guidance. Begin your process of prayer now so that you may be guided into what is the release you need 
to render yourself ready to commit to whatever the new year means for you. As I close, remember, good things come to those who wait, but not to those who wait too late. So, your good thing will come if you wait. But you must begin that process of reflection, that process of prayer, even now, so that that good thing that awaits you might not escape you for failure on your part to begin the process of release. My process has already begun. I am releasing because I am about to commit. May I help you if you so desire, but in any event, I pray you find your release as well. Until next time, love, peace, and joy. Thank you.